Hey everybody, this is Chuck Conyers from the Cinepop Movie Cast, inviting you all to follow us on Instagram. That's right, we have a new Instagram account. If you go to Instagram and you enter in Cinepop Movie Cast as one full word, that's C I N E P O D M O V I E C A S T, you'll find us there. So check us out. Now on with the show. Mr. Zulueta will not be joining me today. See, Mr. Ju- Mr. Zulueta is a busy, busy man, and he, um, coordinating with him is very difficult, you know? I mean, look, we both have lives. We're both very, very busy people. Mr. Zulueta even more so. He works all the time. He's a hard-working man. Not like, um, not like me, who is, uh, has all the time in the world to make a podcast. <laughs> Um, but, um, today I thought I would, um, take a little time to go after a little movie that I've been wanting to talk about for years because no one has seen this, and, um, I really would like more people to see it because I think it's one of the more underrated science fiction films that's been made in the last few years, and that is a movie that, um, is starring and was very much championed by Scarlett Johansson. And that is a movie called Under the Skin. last time you touched someone. You know, 
Scarlett Johansson's had a very interesting career. She's made quite a few science fiction films. It's almost become her genre of choice in a way. All these, you know, very uh, geeky choices that she's made, you know, Ghost in the Shell, Lucy, the Avengers movies, Ghost World, The Island, Her, you know, she's done, you know, Jungle Book. She's done all of these movies that give her, you know, a sizable ton of geek cred, you know, and, um, and also Hail Caesar, I thought, which is not science fiction-y, it's a Coen Brothers uh, film, but she's fantastic in that movie. I like Scarlett Johansson a lot. I think she's very, very talented actress. And she made this movie, this small science fiction movie called Under the Skin. It's back in uh, 2013. I did not see this in the theater. I don't even remember how I heard about it, but I saw that it was on Amazon Prime and uh, watched it. If you haven't seen this movie, it's definitely worth looking at. It's really quite something. The premise is simple enough. Uh, she plays this uh, woman. You don't really, you know, you can't really tell what's going on with, with her or what's happening, but um, She's this woman that drives around in this truck picking up dudes in Scotland. The movie takes place in Scotland. She is this woman that is driving around in this van, you know, um, talking to dudes and trying to pick them up. And it's, it's really interesting if you, um, you know, regarding the making of this movie. Those scenes with her driving around in this truck talking to dudes, trying to pick them up, those were all real um scenes like they that she's driving around in this truck because that's how they were fitting that's how they could fit all the production equipment and they could you know it could be more portable if she was driving around in this big truck when she's trying to pick up guys and you know she's you know she'll drive around she'll talk to a few guys try to pick them up and you know some of you know these dudes you know a lot of them don't take the bait they're just like no that's okay i don't need a ride or you know no, i'm good that's fine all of those scenes are real those are like you know she's actually as scarlet not as scarlet johansson but she's actually driving around trying to pick up real dudes in this car in this truck and um you know of course she she'll try two or three or four times doesn't pick up anybody and then she eventually ends up meeting someone who will get in her truck and she takes them back to this house you know and and it's pretty much implied that she wants to sleep with these men she takes them back to a house gets them to undress now here's the thing once they get into the house it's a it's a black void it's nothing but just blackness you can see the actors in it but it's nothing but just it's just blackness and the it's the men standing there and they look across the void and they see Scarlett Johansson and she's walking away from them but kind of like with this come hither kind of you know and she slowly strips down takes off all of her clothes and the men as well 
they're following her and they start taking off their clothes. But as they are walking, they are sinking down into the floor and being enveloped in this void until she is completely naked and they end up getting sucked up into the floor and then they're gone. That's it. She picks up her clothes, puts them back on, goes back outside, goes back to the truck, goes out, tries to pick up more dudes. Now you get the impression that this is something that she has been doing for a while. It's kind of like this Black Widow, no pun intended, kind of situation where she goes out, finds men, lures them back to her lair, and then devours them, and just continues the process. And there are a couple of things that happen along the way. One of the really kind of disturbing, one of the really disturbing moments in this movie is there's a scene where, on a beach where um, a couple is drowning and they, they've left their baby on the shore and the baby's crying and everything and this guy goes out to try to save the couple, rescues the husband, goes back out, but the husband goes back out and tries to rescue his wife, but they both end up drowning and the, the guy who was trying to save them, the swimmer, ends up getting um, abducted by uh, Scarlett Johansson's character brings him back to his lair they leave the baby on the beach it's really as the tides coming in it's really messed up and there's also a really interesting moment where um while she is out trying to lure more men into her lair she ends up meeting a guy who has this facial disfigurement and gets him into the van, takes him back to her lair. And the same thing is she's taking off her clothes, he's taking off his clothes, and he's following her. But she stops and lets him go. And the guy comes running out of the house naked and, and, uh, and escapes. It's almost as if she, as this... Um, as you find out this being that she is, this alien, she starts to have some empathy for these humans that she's, these human men specifically, that she's been luring to their deaths. And that sends this character on some spiral where she doesn't really understand what she's going through. And that gets her to the point where she uh, ends up going away from her lair and going out into the um, the highlands in Scotland and she ends up meeting this man who she kind of shacks up with but not really shacking but you know, all things considered <laughs> which she usually does with men they go back to his house and eventually it gets to the point where uh, the two of them are getting ready to have sex and she, I guess at that point, never really took an interest in her human form or her body. And she kind of freaks out when she sees what she is and leaves. Then she ends up meeting yet another guy. This is like basically the end of the movie. And uh, that's all the events that take place here eventually leads to 
the revelation of what she is. And um, I won't spoil it because um, I think that this movie is so worth seeing. You know, I don't think enough people have seen it. Mr. Zuluetta, I know, has not seen this movie yet. And, um, you know, it is um, very different, I think, especially when you consider that Scarlett Johansson made this at basically the height of her fame. You know, she took the time to, she invested a lot of time and energy into this movie. And uh, to see a, a big Hollywood star basically doing this small little independent film. And when I tell you especially the hidden camera stuff where she's driving around trying to pick up dudes and stuff. And it's kind of amazing that no one recognizes her. I mean, I look, you know, we're in America, so I can't say that anybody would necessarily know who American actors are. Um, I would assume that because the Avengers movies, things like that are international hits, that there would be some recognition, but it seems that nobody really knew that they were talking to Scarlett Johansson, and it's really, really fascinating to watch. Apparently, uh, they had a security detail on the ready following her around to make sure nothing happened to her. Um, apparently, this movie was uh, a beast to edit, and I could imagine, you know, having to hack through improvised footage and candid camera footage to try to weave it through into a a cohesive narrative uh, I'm sure that was a monumental task in many ways but um, it shows I mean this movie cost about um, 13 million dollars and it only made about seven so nobody saw this movie uh, which again which is an absolute shame you I think this movie is now on Netflix so hopefully I'm sure that it will get some new eyes on it that maybe hadn't seen it previously but if you have the chance and I, I highly recommend I highly recommend this movie on a scale of 1 to 10 I'm going to give this like an 8. It's really, really strong and really smart. A lot of people are comparing it um, to uh, Stanley Kubrick. And it is, in a way, when you think about Stanley Kubrick's style, that kind of like cold and different um, perspective, um, you know, the stillness in his work while there's a lot of just crazy stuff going on you know that I think is an apt comparison Um, and I think um, especially as far as Mr. Zulueta is concerned because we all know that he is a uh, tremendous uh, Stanley Kubrick fan I think that um, this this is kind of in a way what you would expect 
a uh, outside of 2001 a space odyssey what a science fiction film by stanley kubrick would uh turn out to be um not sure if you can make a lot of you know one of the things that people like to do with movies um especially movies like this where there could be some underlying themes rolling around i'm not sure that um there are a lot of things that you could say uh culturally about what this film represents um there is definitely you can talk about the the power of femininity um the um gullibility of men when it comes to women and sex um you know how easily led men can be just by focusing on a woman's physical being um and um i you know and, and also i mean the fact that you basically essentially have an alien that is posing as a woman i i can't really say that this alien is female in any way i mean you could or could not i mean they're they're you know you would have to speculate wildly when it comes to trying to determine whether or not this alien species has a gender recognizes gender um everything that motivates it seems to be based on emotion and later on empathy well not even that i mean that that's the thing that um causes the alien to re-examine what it's doing because up until that point it is only um devouring um humans and more specifically it's devouring men it's specifically likely because men are gullible enough to be lured to their death by an attractive woman you know, if this was the other way around, let's say, and this was like a super attractive dude driving around, first of all, driving around trying to pick up a woman would not work. <laughs> you know, there's no way in hell that especially in the 21st century, a woman is going to go into a car, a, a, a van or a truck of some dude driving around trying to pick them up, asking him, come in, I'll give you a ride. Let me take you home that's not going to happen unless and not even unless unless the woman was so drunk that her uh, faculties were not about her just thinking about it in terms of how susceptible men can be to an attractive woman and how you know and especially because i i see this as a father, um, I have two kids. Um, some of you listen to the podcast will know that I have a um, twelve going on thirteen year old daughter, and I have a seven year old son. And I can especially see this with my daughter again, twelve years old. I'm, you know, I was walking around in town with her uh, yesterday, and we're having a conversation. We're talking about, um, you know, some show that she likes, which we'll actually going to we'll be doing a podcast about. So we're talking about that. And I just happened to be, you know, just looking around, looking around at my surroundings because that's just what I do. And, you know, if we're walking by some restaurants that have some outdoor eating and I saw some dude leering at my daughter. 
I have some old, older man, probably older than me, leering at a 12-year-old. You know, I, you know, I was seeing guys driving around in their cars leering at my 12-year-old child daughter. You know what I mean? You know, because look, my daughter is, she's 12 years old, but she is, she's almost as tall as me. It's crazy. Uh, she was just a little baby before, so it's just odd. <laughs> um, but you know, just seeing, you know, she's she's taller. She's fully developed, you know, not fully developed, but she's developed. She's she's a woman. She's a young woman, and uh, but she's still very much, you know, a child, but men there are just some men that don't put two and two together and realize that that they're, they're looking at a child and i don't think a lot of them initially care you know i'm sure if i you know because again i'm not gonna make her uncomfortable and have her freak out about it because she's still learning about you know how the world works you know, I tell her as much as I can that is appropriate for her age, but I don't get into things that are too crazy, but I, you know, give her enough warning and indication about, I've been telling her about dudes for, you know, six years now, basically telling her that men ain't shit. And when you see stuff like this, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just know for me, I, you know, I see people walking around I see women walking around I see little girls walking around I can and I have a pretty good idea of the difference between someone who is in their 20s 30s 40s and and etc versus teenage girls and I'm just not one even when I was a teenager <laughs> wasn't really interested in teenage girls I always liked older women I don't know that's just me but just, you know, seeing that just some dudes just don't, I mean, they just, quite frankly, putting it on front street, they think with their dicks. And they just, just like, don't think. And if I did make a deal out of it and say, uh, 12, she's 12, there would be dudes that would be like, oh, sh oh no, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then the qualifier will come, yeah, but, oh, look, did you see her? Oh, like, all that, I mean, um, I was, God, we were out, I was out with a friend of mine, um, and, and both of the kids, um, we were out at a, a restaurant, and, um, you know, I was a friend of mine I hadn't seen in a, a long time, you know, she was with some other people that, um, they were in town for a political event, so we went to this restaurant, it was kind of like a family friendly restaurant and they had a pool table so the kids asked if they could go over and play pool and I said of course so I watched them walk over more like you know like little kids do kind of trot over to the pool table and there were these like 20 something year old dudes walking out and two of them there was like four of four dudes two of them look at my daughter now my daughter at the time was 11 years old and my friend grabs my arm and says did you see that and I said, yes, I did. And she's like, do you want me to say something to him? I'm like, don't say a word. It's don't. I mean, because by then they were out the door walking down the street. What are you going to do? Yell down the street. I'm like, hey, 
you know, this is, I mean, this is, again, this is exactly why I have been having these conversations with my daughter for a long time. And, frankly, my son as well. But, again, he's only seven years old. So, he's, so as much as I have to have age-appropriate conversations with her, I'm having age-appropriate conversations with my son. Um, because I want him to understand that, you know, he, he likes ladies a lot. He likes girls. And... What I am trying to get him to understand as well is that, you know, you like, like, you know, girls are very, they're, they're neat and they're pretty and all that stuff, but they're also people and people don't want to be judged by what they look like. Some do, but they're, they're, that's other problems that those particular people have, but people want to be judged by who they are, not what they look like on the outside. It's best to respond to who that person is rather than what they look like that's pretty much uh what in this movie him bringing it all back <laughs> to this movie that pretty much ends up being you know what does um scarlett johansson's victims in in this movie is that they are pursuing an object an object is a beautiful woman and the alien who took this skin under the skin who took on the skin of this attractive woman knew i think enough or knew very well that in this skin they could lure in these dopey men who are just responding to the looks so that she could trap them and i guess eat them uh, essentially that's what they're doing when they slip into that void and it, it, she's just consuming them there you have it <laughs> uh this is um I, again i i i recommend this movie very much it's uh it's very very good um to see a hollywood a big hollywood actress i mean again this isn't something that she did prior to ghost world or anything like that this is something that she made when these avengers movies were long out you know what i mean like uh so i commend scarlett johansson for um for deciding to do this movie uh this is this should be what filmmaking is all about we don't you don't need to make these two three hundred million dollar movies especially science fiction i mean this so much harkens back to the older science fiction films that I grew up with, your Buckaroo Banzais, your the, um, the Hidden. If you've never seen The Hidden, you've got to see The Hidden. I, I don't know if Mr. Zulouette has seen that, but I've been um, telling him that we need to review The Hidden. That's one of my favorite science fiction films of all time. It's low budget. It's smart. The Brother from Another Planet's another one. It, it's you know very smart science fiction that doesn't need a huge budget with a ton of special effects in order to tell the story that's being told. And, you know, I'd like to see more of this stuff. I, you know, think it's outstanding. I, I, um, you know, the more work that we see like this and the more that you see movies like this, you know, support these movies. If you can see them in the theater, see them in the theater. But, you know, the more people see these movies, the more that, you know, producers will realize, well, there's a market for this. Producers and studios. I'm sure producers have no problem acknowledging the strength 
of stories like this. Actors have no problem acknowledging that there is strength in these kinds of stories, directors, all that stuff. It's the people who are spending the money on these things and, and distributing just distributing them, putting them out there, especially the ones that are marketing these movies, because they never really know how to market smart movies like this, which is you know, very infuriating. And that's what got me into um, marketing early in my career in the first place. I, you know, there was one time where um, out of school I was writing a lot of screenplays and talking to a lot of people and um, having my work read and I would hear all the time you know your your stories are great your 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 uh, your writing's great but I don't know how to market this I don't know how to sell this and I heard that more than enough to get me to uh, spend uh, 12 years of my life slash career working in advertising and marketing to understand what it means to be able to sell things and to sell uh, essentially sell creativity and um, now that I do and have an understanding of it um, I'm now at a point in my career where I'm trying to do my own thing and um, trying to see how to sell all this stuff and to sell it with little or no money, which is um, tough. It's it's not easy. Uh, that's why when you hear this podcast, you're uh, you will eventually hear at some point during the podcast me selling some stuff that I made. <laughs> because um that this is a way for me to try to do that and um you know uh, and it's that's aside from the fact that mr zuluetta and myself we love movies and we love talking about movies and um also my kids my kids have been involved in a, a few of these episodes um but this is um this is a way that I get to talk about uh, not only the stories that I love, but the stories that I create and love. So that's that. Well, thank you very much for listening to Cinepod Movie Cast. I'm Chuck Conyers. See you soon.